So Money episode 813, Jen Roberts, head of Chase Pay and digital products at J.P. Morgan Chase. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. You're listening to So Money, everybody. Welcome back. It's kind of the holiday shopping season already. Black Friday just was around the corner. And today's episode is all about how to manage the spending frenzy. As part of So Money's year-long partnership with Chase Slate and as a brand partner for Chase, we have the honor of welcoming Jen Roberts to So Money today. She's the head of Chase Pay and digital products at J.P. Morgan Chase. She has decades worth of experience in the credit card industry, and she's got lots of advice for us on how to have hashtag one last thing to worry about as we make our way through the holiday shopping season and make the most of our finances and, by the way, reduce all the financial stress that is just natural this time of year. Here we go. Here's Jen Roberts. Welcome back to So Money, everyone. I'm Farnoosh Tarabi. Question for you. Have you started holiday shopping yet? Black Friday wasn't too long ago. That's kind of the unofficial start to the holiday shopping season. And if you are a little apprehensive about your to-do list this winter, this holiday season, we have some advice for you. As part of So Money's year-long partnership with Chase Slate and as a brand partner myself, With Chase, we have the honor today of welcoming Jen Roberts to the show. She is the head of Chase Pay and Digital Products at J.P. Morgan Chase. Jen has decades worth of experience in the credit card industry, and she's got some advice for us on how to have hashtag one less thing to worry about as we make our way through this holiday season and as we all aim to make the most of our finances and reduce our financial stress, which I think is just really natural this time of year to have. So before we get into the advice and also learn a little bit more about Jen's holiday traditions, her money mindset, I want to welcome her to the show. Jen, welcome. Thanks so much for having me, Farnoosh. We're going to talk a lot about how we can help listeners, you know, really grasp this holiday season with confidence. A lot of us will be using our credit cards and how to do it safely and mindfully and even in ways that can help us save. But first, let's talk about holiday traditions. What is an aspect of your holidays that you really enjoy that has been something that is at this point a bit of a tradition? So for me, I'm one of those uh, Christmas lovers, and I have four Christmas trees that I decorate. I have one that I allow my children to participate in the decoration <laughs> of, but the other three are mine. Uh, they're mine, and I, I have my own little themes for each of them, and it's just something that I enjoy every year, you know, getting the ornaments out of the packing and thinking about where I got them from and just kind of oh. creating a, a magical environment in my home for my kids. Well, that's pretty special. What What would you say is kind of the the theme for all these trees and then what do your kids do with that tree is it what's what's front and center in your house is it the kids trees or is it one of your special trees 
The kids' tree is front and center, so that's that's our only live tree that we have. We we actually do try to cut the tree down every year, but we like a big, tall tree. So sometimes the growing season isn't as isn't as positive, so we have to go pick one that's already been cut down. But the the tree that's in front and center, where Santa comes, is definitely the kids' tree. That's a little bit of a mishmash of ornaments we've collected over the year, things that the kids have made, etc. And then the others are more like color themes that I do for, for myself just because I like the way they look <laughs> and, uh, and, and we put special gifts under each of those also. Wow. I'm coming to your house. That's what's happening this holiday season. <laughs> You're welcome. What a fun place to, to celebrate Christmas, your house. Well, a tradition in our household uh, used to be to buy gifts for everybody. But this year we're changing that tradition and we're doing a secret Santa. And that's how we are practicing the hashtag one less thing <laughs> to keep ourselves sane this time of year. And that hashtag, by the way, is something that your team over at Chase has initiated to get everybody really discussing how they're going to be uh, reducing their stress and eliminating frenziness. Tell us, before we get to some of the tips, though, tell us a little bit about a money mantra that helps you, maybe even this time of year, make smarter choices. So for me, I'm one of those loyalty member kind of geeks. I have a loyalty membership to pretty much every place I shop. And I use that to really feel like I'm I'm making the most of whatever uh, shopping I'm doing in that store so that I can get great gifts for my friends and for my family and not spend as much money because loyalty matters and the customers that you know get get these different loyalty options from different merchants uh, come back to those merchants and so at Chase we try to support our merchants in that way so that they can become closer to their customers and then give real value to our customers so that they can stretch their dollars and they can feel like they don't have to always pick and choose. They can spend maybe more money than they would otherwise because they're getting discounts and and value from different merchants. So I'm just one of those people that no matter where I go, I'm using my points, I'm tracking my points, I'm using my coupons, and I'm using that so that I can do what I want and be as generous as I can be with all of my friends and family. I feel like points really come in handy when it's time to travel, hotels, uh, airfare, whatever. I know this time of year, a lot of us will be going on a flight or a long distance trip to see family. And so that's a really good point that you raise is to really leverage those points. You've been working in the credit card industry for over 25 years, Jen, and you've probably seen such an evolution as far as like how we've adapted credit cards into our lives and also the different kind of benefits that credit cards provide the users who are responsible with them. How would you characterize kind of like the current state of our credit card world and especially, you know, as it applies to this time of year and and how they're making an impact and how they're playing a role in our spending and in our financial lives? So that's a great question, Farnoosh. I think a couple of things, and and some of these things have been in existence forever, but because of the digital age that we're in, it makes it a lot easier for customers to keep track of what they're spending. So I, for one, use my credit card for everything, honestly, because it helps me see where I'm spending my money versus when I have cash on hand, I you know look back on the week and I think, well, where did that $100 go? And it, it went to lots of different places and I don't ever really know what happened to it. 
But when you use your credit card, first of all, you get protection in terms of making sure that what you're buying, you feel good about and you can dispute your transaction if you have any problems or the merchant doesn't do what they said they were going to do or the product isn't the right quality. But you can also log into your account really easily and check your transactions, make sure that what you spent is what's showing up on your statement. And then you can reconcile at the end of the year where your money goes. So I I really like where we are in terms of this environment. I was always one of those people that kind of kept my receipts till the end of the month and then checked them off on my statement when it would come in the mail. And now you don't have to wait for it to come in the mail. Now you can log in the day after or the day of you make a transaction and just kind of make sure that the what you thought you spent is what's showing up and there's no there's no issues. So I think that's one great benefit that using credit card can provide. And then there's also, as we've talked about earlier, um, the notion of, of your loyalty points. And so in Ch- at Chase, you can earn ultimate rewards points. And as you mentioned, you can always use those points for travel. But you can also use them for things like gifts. So mm-hmm. a lot of people today, I have, t- I have teenagers, and my teenagers, they just like money. <laughs> they just Or they just want gift cards. And so you can use your points to redeem for gift cards that you can then just send either uh, electronically or a physical gift card to someone. And it's really what they want. They can buy what they want with it. And you, in fact, didn't really spend any money on it. You, you just used your points. So we try to provide options like that for our customers so that they can make their shopping easier, have one less thing that they have to worry about and kind of just take care of that digitally and off, off they go. So uh, I think those are two, two really great benefits of having a, a card and using them throughout the shopping season. Yeah. What's better than buying gifts for free <laughs> because you have right, exactly. points to buy the gift card, which is basically what everybody wants. And I also would uh, point out too, that as we are heading into this, you know, very sophisticated era of you know, digital products and um, credit payments are now <clears throat> so seamless that our phones are playing a much bigger role in not just the ease of payments, but the security as well. Talk a little bit about that innovation as it's happening also at Chase and how that's a good thing to keep in mind this holiday season. A lot of theft this holiday season, right? A lot of cyber crime, cyber theft. So how, um, what's the linkage between say like the Chase app and our credit cards and what should we know to make sure that we're being responsible and that we're on top of things. So first of all, if you make a payment with Chase Pay, it's something that's called tokenized. And what that means is the merchant never gets the account number. So if you hear about sometimes there's issues where uh, criminals can steal account numbers because they're sitting at a merchant um, in their database somewhere, when you make a payment with either, like let's say even Apple Pay or Chase Pay or any of the digital wallet services that we offer for our customers, that account number is actually never going to the merchant. It's it's uh, invisible to the merchant, if you will. still allows the transaction to flow properly, get authorized, and for that dollar amount to hit your account so that you can see the transaction there. But the merchant never takes possession of that card number, so it's never sitting in a database, which is really important for our customers. And then secondly, we have the ability now that you can, as a customer, turn your card on and off. So lots of times you are traveling uh, during the holiday season or out shopping, and you've got a lot of things going on. You may have your kids with you. There's long lines. There's a lot of stress in the environment. And you could misplace your card. If you're like me, sometimes I think, oh, I'll just put it in the back pouch of my purse, and then I forget where it is. 
we have this ability now for our customers to turn their card off temporarily if they misplace it and then turn it right back on when they find it again, which inevitably always happens right after you call your credit card company and you declare your card lost and they send you a new card in the mail. So we no longer have to worry about that for our customers. They, they can have a temporary way to turn it off that way if it or turn it on if it really is lost, then uh, no one can steal it and use it, which is obviously a nice piece of mind for our customers to have. Speaking of peace of mind, you know, a lot of our attitude about money and spending and budgeting comes from the mindset that we established growing up, the experiences that we had, the things we witnessed, the lessons we learned, that all influences as an adult, like how you really see the money world. And so I asked this of all of my guests, and what is your greatest money memory as you were growing up that as an adult now, it still has impact? I think so. I was thinking about this for a while, Farnoosh, because I knew you asked this to all of your all of your uh, guests. And for me, I think it's that when I got my first job, which I think was babysitting, probably no matter what amount of money I brought home, whether it was ten dollars, you know, babysitters didn't get paid that much money back in the day. Um, I was asked by my mom to give her half of what I made, and she took that money and she put it in a bank account for me that I had no ability to touch. It was actually at a credit at a credit union. She worked for the government. So it was at the credit union that was at her office. So she would take my money, she would put it in there. And every single time I came home from my babysitting job, or even eventually as I got other jobs, I either gave her the cash for half of it, or I wrote her a check for half of it. And into that account, it went. And for me, it enabled me when I was 17 years old to buy my first car. And so I think that's something that just kind of shows how little things can add up to something big. Cars didn't cost as much money back then as they do now, but it was something that I just worked on over the course of time and eventually ended up being something big, which just kind of shows if there's something that you really want, little things can make a difference and little changes in your life can really make a difference to to achieve those goals. Babysitting, man. Best job ever. I think. Like, uh, no kidding. <laughs> even, you know, I would, I've, I've told this story, but, and I babysat all my life. Well, I mean, basically since I was 11, because my brother was born and I basically became the de facto, that was the built-in babysitter in our family for him. But when I was in my twenties, early twenties and working, you know, various jobs in the news world, making starting salaries, but paying New York expenses. I babysat. And let me tell you, that's a really good gig. It's a really good moonlighting gig. You know, you show up at seven o'clock, the kids are pretty much ready to go to bed. You're making $20 an hour, two kids. Um, they pay your dinner, the cab ride home. It's just the standard here in the city. So if anyone out there, I mean, even if you like have a career and you want to make a little extra money, it's uh, it's a it's a great kept secret. Yeah, I think back then though, Farnoosh, I was making maybe like three or four dollars. Well, you know, <laughs> inflation, standard living, yeah, it goes up, but uh, but it it's it's great, and then it's also you know those are the kinds of experiences and jobs that later on, if you choose to become a parent or. Um, a really cool and like it does it does pay off you get to have experience with kids which is always fun um, For sure. moving on through our so money questions what would you say was your so money moment jen 
I think for me, it might be back to the, back to the loyalty point that I made earlier. I got engaged uh, to my now husband. And when we were engaged, we didn't have a lot of money. And our parents gave us a specific amount of money for our wedding. But we wanted to go to Europe on our honeymoon. And so we decided come kind of hell or high water, we were going to go to Europe. And so I pulled every last frequent flyer point that I had. And I waited until the very first day you could call. We, we basically scheduled our wedding around when we could go to Europe for free. <laughs> we, we called on the 300 and whatever it was, 330th day before the flight to book the flight and were able to both fly to Europe for free on my frequent flyer points. And so it's, it's really about kind of figuring out what you want out of life and looking at all means possible to, to get what you want. And I think the, I think that's really what hooked me on loyalty for life, frankly. And, and frankly, what we try to bring to our customers, which is just like a really seamless way to both earn and redeem your loyalty points and have you feel like you put hard work in towards something and you get something really meaningful out of it. Wow. Planning your wedding around your loyalty points, <laughs> your, your loyalty point activation. True story. And 330 days out. So that's like when you had to kind of start wedding planning. You only gave yourself like less than a year at that point. Oh, yes. Less than a year. But I I was on American Airlines at the time, and I may have gotten that date wrong exactly, but I I researched how far in advance I could book my ticket. And the the first day I was able to book that ticket, I called up and got those tickets. So that was pretty amazing. That's pretty awesome. I just have uh, a quick uh, story about a friend got married last month. Her now husband traveled all the time for work, never had time to take a vacation, but all the while racking up those frequent flyer uh, miles. And he would think he was like a Starwoods customer or something. And they went to the Maldives to a five-star hotel pretty much for free for two weeks. That's not so money. I don't know what is. I agree wholeheartedly. How are you teaching your kids about money? What's What's one lesson you can share with us? Something that has come up recently. I'm sure your kids want all sorts of gadgets or are asking for things. How do you, how do you make those decisions? So my kids, uh, you know what? I'm not sure how they got into this frame of mind, but they're actually not big spenders. They love saving their money. Wow. And uh, my, my, I know my son in particular, he just the other night, he was like counting all of his coins to roll them so I could take them into the bank and get cash back. And I asked him, well, what are you going to use this money for? He said, I don't know. I just want the money. <laughs> so my kids are very um, focused on having having their own sort of like resources to spend on what they want to spend on. And now that I have two kids in high school now, when they go out with their friends and uh, to football games and things like that, they pay for their own tickets and they, they don't ask me for money. So I think they've just gotten to the point where they understand the value of having something that's your own and using it for what you want to use it for and not feeling like every time they want to do something, they have to kind of check in with me. So I, I really let them with their own money have like freedom. They all have bank accounts and they put money in the bank accounts religiously, kind of like my mom had me do as well. But outside of that, if if it's in their wallet, they can spend on whatever they want to spend it on. And they're actually pretty prudent about it. Wow. What happened? What do you think? I mean, come on. There has to have been like something you did. It can't just all be in their DNA, can it? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think we just, 
you know, regularly talk about making sure you're, you're spending money on things that are really important to you and not, not spending money on things that are frivolous. And when the, the kids asked for something that I kind of felt like, well, you know, you have 10 stuffed animals. Do you really need another stuffed animal? Uh, you know, I would ask those questions of them and make them sort of like stop and think about things. And I think they just, I don't know, somehow absorbed that they should, they should be financially responsible, which I think is amazing. That's good work, Mama. That's really good work. Tell me a little bit about your money rituals now. Do you have a habit that you practice? Well, first of all, I always try to max out my contributions to my 401k, IRAs, things like that. I view that as just sort of like must-dos. That sort of comes off the top. But I do try to, every month, really kind of like sit down and assess what's going on with any accounts that we have where we have money saved, with what we're spending on. On and try to make sure that we're on track for what we want to where we want to be at the end of the year. And I am I'm still one of those religious record keepers. Like I I get my receipts and I try to save them and I reconcile them against my statements. And I, you know, I found a couple of times where I had charges on my on my credit card that I didn't make. Now one or two was made by my son with his PlayStation Four or something like that. But a couple were not were not made by me, and I was able to kind of find fraud on my account by doing that. And I just sort of view that as part of being a responsible uh, financial adult is kind of just making sure that what you're getting charged for is stuff that you actually spent. So that's a ritual that I have on a regular basis, but um, more on a monthly and an annual basis. We do kind of just try to keep track of where our money is and make sure we're headed in the right direction. I know you have to be vigilant. I think you kind of alluded to this earlier where, you know, even though you, you were the person who kept receipts and tracked everything that even now as we have become more technologically advanced and everything is seamless and digitized, you're still checking, which is something that needs to still happen. I think, right? Regardless of how easy or accessible it ha- it becomes um, to to manage your credit life, like you still need to be at the forefront of it, looking, checking, verifying. I, I, I totally agree. And even if it's just to make sure you are paying attention to where you yourself are spending money, I mean, having that ritual of checking kind of helps put that in the forefront. And so you don't wind up spending money on, on things that are frivolous or, you know, a month later you look at it and you think, oh, where did all that money go? Yeah. And, and so I think that kind of that record keeping helps with that as well. And mistakes happen. You get double charged or sometimes don't follow up on you thought you unsubscribed to something, but it was continuing to charge you every month. And so it's, it's always important to check. All right. Before we wrap, let's do some so many fill in the blanks. You know what, you know what's coming, right? You listen to the show. You, you know, but try to pretend, (laughs) pretend like you haven't heard these (laughs) fill in the blanks before. The first one is a little timely because just a short while ago, we had the like billion dollar lottery that uh, I did not play because I'm a sore loser. And it was also a little off brand for me. But if I won the lottery tomorrow, let's say you, let's say, Jen, you won that billion dollar lottery. The first thing I would do is, First thing I would do is plan a very long trip with my fr- friends and family, for sure, uh, around the world to all the places I've never been before. Um, so I've been to Europe a lot, but I've never been to Asia. 
and I would want to spend time with my family and having them experience new things with me. That'd be the first thing I would do. Then I would, I, I think it's actually funny you asked me this, Farnoosh, because we all talked about this at the office. I also did not play the lottery and I just generally don't play the lottery. I was, it's, I don't know. I just don't. Uh, but I would probably set up an education foundation. I think education is so important and really figure out how my money could go to benefiting people over the long term from an education point of view. So those would be the two things I would do. That's nice. I always appreciate people's answers to this question because it gives a lot of insight into like what they care about and where their priorities are. And so I think I would be like you. I would travel a lot and really bring the family and the friends and whoever wants to join. Listeners, let's go. Let's do a so money tour of the world. We got, we got the money. The one thing that I spend on that makes my life easier or better is... Uh... So for me, I think it's takeout. (laughs) This might sound funny, but I'm very busy. And uh, I have three kids who are growing, in particular my teenage son, who I think eats 20 times a day. And we're always on the go with soccer, with dance, with lots of other obligations. I travel a bunch for work. And so uh, I, I firmly believe we've got so many options now that are healthy takeout. And actually, even with Chase Pay, you can order ahead. Uh, at lots of different restaurants where you can save time. And then often the merchants will give different discounts so we can help our customers save money too. And for me, it's all about sitting down together with my kids when we have time and preparing the food is, is less important. So I take full advantage of takeout. I I concur. I mean, if I can save time on preparing food so that I can have more time experiencing it with my family. Because, you know, as you said, you have all these obligations. Dinner is not this two-hour event. It's usually like 20 minutes. So the quicker you can get to the table and share a meal, I think that's what counts. So uh, that's a good answer. All right. One thing I wish I had known about money growing up is? Uh, I think... You know, the, the, the power of compounding for sure. I mean, I, like I mentioned before, I put money in my 401k. I probably could have put more money in my 401k very early on when I first started working, which I started working at a very early age. And I clearly understand and value that now. But back then, you, you, you know, you feel like you're living paycheck to paycheck. That extra hundred dollars a month is a lot of money. And, uh, and I kind of wish I had thought more about that and, tried to max out, as an example, my 401k a lot earlier on in my life than I probably did. That compound interest, it's the math doesn't lie, does it? Like it just works. not at all. It works. Okay. Last but not least, I'm Jen Roberts. I'm so money because... Oh boy, this is a hard one, Farnoosh. I think because I... I spend money on things that are are valuable to me and my family, like travel. I mentioned the stupid little takeout comment, but for me, being together is so important and spending time with my family is so important. And that's what I like to spend money on, which is creating experiences for my family to have together. And I feel like that makes us a better family. It makes us better people, allows us to experience things we wouldn't otherwise. And I think that's, that's my so money moment. Well, like I said, I'm coming over to your house for Christmas. It sounds like a real <laughs> a real jam session with the four trees. And um, just to recap, because we covered a lot of ground today, and I want to make sure listeners kind of have uh, a bit of a summary as far as how to hashtag one less thing. And we encourage you to use that hashtag uh, as you are in social media to express how you are 
reducing stress, managing your money, all the good things this holiday season. But just wanted to touch base again on some of the simple ways you mentioned, uh, Jen, that we can, you know, keep the holidays under wraps this time of year and all year, really. Remember to check out from your phone if you can using Chase Pay and that helps save money and time. You can always use ultimate rewards points and turn those into gifts which I'm going to do. And this is really cool. You can have the peace of mind that if you lose or misplace your credit card, you can lock it from your Chase app. It's like the new stage of technology that we're at right now. And it's that's that I really can get behind. That's really cool. Thanks so much, Jen. Great. I hope you have a great holiday season and appreciate all your advice. Thanks so much for having me, Farnoosh. It's been awesome. Thanks so much to Jen Roberts for joining us. To learn more about her and check out more of her advice, head over to chase.com. And we encourage you to share how you are making an effort to have hashtag one less thing to worry about this holiday season. Use the hashtag and let us know. And that way we can share it. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And I hope your day is so money.